You're listening to What If We Loved Podcast, a show about building up the church through love, sonship, and healing. Here are your hosts and founders of Love Inside Out Ministries, Bruce and Shay Mason. Welcome to episode 11 of the What If We Loved Podcast. We're back. How's everybody doing? Good. Good. Great. Okay. I think it's spring here. Spring. Finally, it's warm out today, isn't it? It's nice. So we're... um. We're going to continue where we left off last podcast. Mm. We were talking about uh, shame, freedom from shame, the problems of shame. And we're going to go on to the next uh, part of the shame, fear, control cycle and talk about fear today. And I will pass it off to you, Shay, because you've got some things you wanted to kick off with. Well, this is a uh, topic near and dear to my heart. <laughs> I am someone who, <laughs> <laughs> I'm someone who struggled with fear for for decades and um, fear, anxiety, and it was really hard to get to the root of it. I kind of felt that that was just who I was, that I was a fearful person. So, you know, in that sense, fear became a part of my identity. It was a false identity, but it felt very real to me. And honestly, I can look back at um, my childhood to places where those roots came in and I've spent a lot of years kind of sorting through this, processing it, um, you know, been through therapy, inner healing, all the things. And it, it took a long time for me to really step out of that place of fear. And for me, one of the things that I can look back at is that I was the daughter of a police officer who would work on Friday nights. And I can remember somebody saying to me, at some point that statistically Friday nights were the most dangerous night for a cop on the street. And somehow that just embedded itself in me. And so Friday night I would, well, for many years I had a dance class and my mom would take me to dance and then we'd go out for dinner or sometimes we'd go to the mall and go shopping. It was the eighties, you know, you went to the mall mm -hmm. and we would come home and it was like, while we were out, I could avoid my thoughts but we would come home and then I would feel the need to go to the window every 10 minutes or so and check to make sure that a police car wasn't pulling into the driveway to deliver news that I did not want to hear. And I would make excuses. There was shame attached to this obsessive compulsive process. Um, I knew it wasn't normal. And so I tried to hide it. And I would say to my mom things like, Oh, I'm going to go check on the cat or I'm going to go call my friend or, you know, I'm going to go fix a snack. And each time I would go to the front window and I would stay there until I was able to calm myself enough that there weren't any cars coming, but I would repeatedly do that throughout the evening. And as I got older, more and more fears crept into my life and it eventually developed into something that um, I believe is called scrupulosity, where I started to have, um, obsessive fears and rituals regarding uh, my own faith. And I started to become ritualistic in my prayers, thinking that if I didn't pray appropriately, then I hadn't covered all the bases and something bad would happen. Um, and then after I became a mom, I mean, for all you moms out there, you probably know all the fears start to come in because you're so worried about protecting them. And so I really started to um, become a terrified 
mother. I wanted to protect my children from everything. And I felt that it was my job to get it right, to be the perfect mom, to make sure they were always safe. You know, we talk a lot about helicopter parents these days, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that's where a lot of that type of parenting comes from. It's this need to control, and we're going to talk about control more in the next episode, but where there's shame, I don't feel that I can be a good enough mother, but I'm going to try to get it right, but I'm afraid that I'll mess up. I'm afraid that I'm going to hurt my kids or not do something, and then something's going to happen to them, and so then I have to control. That's that shame, fear, control cycle again, and so I, I really entered into that um, with pretty hardcore obsessive compulsive disorder and trying to protect my kids. And, um, it took years for me to really come out of that. And what it was, was God really speaking into my identity, pouring his love into me because the truth is, and honestly, this is, this is the truest thing I can say from my heart is that perfect love really does cast out fear. We read that in 1 John 4, 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears has not been made perfect in love. Mm. Think about that. Think about the second part of that. Fear has to do with punishment. That takes us all the way back to the garden and what we were talking about in the last episode where Adam and Eve were ashamed and they felt that they had to hide from God. They were afraid of punishment. So what happens then? We're afraid of punishment. So we become fearful. We become fearful. We try to control our surroundings. And that is exactly what was being played out in my life. But once God's love came into my heart, once I allowed him to enter those spaces, the fear finally began to disperse. Mm but it came from a place of deep identity. And that was a, that was a healing process that took a number of years. I'm not gonna lie, it didn't happen overnight. But to come to know how loved we are is really the remedy yeah. to fear. Yeah. I remember just think, thinking back, since you brought up parents and, and there are several moments I remember questioning our own ability to parent oh yeah some things if you're a parent i'm sure you've questioned your own ability to parent so i'm just gonna go off on on that (laughs) since you brought it up but when remember when abigail uh was little as our our daughter and she had horrific colic so every night for months and months and months would would scream all night long and we didn't know what to do we were actually at our wits end we felt really helpless and hopeless. <laughs> and so one night we, we were so desperate for sleep. We, we didn't even know what to do. So we put her in her little bouncy chair or I don't know what yeah. it's called or whatever. One night we thought, okay, we, we just have to, we just have to get a break. So we put her in there intending to leave her there for, I don't know, 20 maybe, minutes, maybe 20 minutes. And both of us absolutely just passed out. We were oh, and, and we put on a CD of, oh, yeah. of a CD. It was a CD called sleep sound in Jesus. And it was yeah. gentle lullabies. And we thought we just that somehow would work. I don't know. Well, we woke up uh, several hours later. Sleep Sound and Jesus was still playing. Still playing. And Abigail had um, she thrown up on herself. And it was just it, it was a bad, a bad state of affairs. Bad state of affairs. And we we felt so bad. I mean, I really felt ashamed. 
I did. I did too. Really yeah. felt ashamed. Like we'd failed. We had completely failed as parents. Yeah. And it, it, it was, there was shame and we thought, how are we ever going to do this? And I, I, from, I think there was a fear that arose that we weren't somehow going to make it. You know, maybe we didn't articulate it fully, but inside of me, I thought, oh, you know, we're How are we going to get through this? How are we going to get through it? And then we tried the best we could to control all the situation to try to make, um, try to make her as happy as possible, try to get as much sleep and, and everything we, we need. Try all the methods, read oh, yeah. all the books, pray all the prayers. <laughs> right. So it ended up okay. We have a wonderful daughter. We haven't damaged her for life. I don't think she needs healing prayer now because <laughs> of what we did, but, but it's, it's one of those just simple moments in life. And, and that's a, that's a, that's a little thing, but there are other types of things that can happen to us, which lead us into that shame as we talked about last time, but then leave us paralyzed by fear. And, and that's one of the problems of fear is that it really can paralyze us. Absolutely. It's a straitjacket that we get put in. And fear can be absolutely debilitating. And you certainly experienced that, yeah. Jay. It's It just sucks the life out of you. I mean, and the truth is, it's the opposite of love. So when you are wrapped up in fear, it's very, very hard to experience God's love for you. It's not that he stops loving you or that he's not present. He is. But sometimes all you can feel is that fear. And part of my own story of healing was uh, a lot of fear that I grew up with. And it got to a point because I was, um, I was sick with very debilitating allergies where I was allergic to everything you could possibly imagine that uh, I was terrified of my surroundings, terrified of food, terrified of everything. And I was so afraid that it, I, I always like to say I was almost afraid of being afraid. It was mm -hmm. so paralyzing that I didn't know how to get out of it. But thankfully, there is a way out of fear. And you have escaped, Shay, <laughs> because of what God has done in your heart. Now, I don't know about you guys, but what what has God done for you guys in terms of freeing you from fear in your life? Or has he spoken to you about anything? Yeah. I mean, I used to be afraid of the dark. I don't know if you yes. remember. Yes. Oh, I, I remember, do remember. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I remember, I was living um, with a housemate, and I would make them come outside when I came home at night to like come walk me to the car. I was so deathly afraid that something mm. was just gonna come out and get me. Whatever. It's always abstract, right? Mm -hmm. And there was just always this like looming fear, like in the dark, that something was there next to me, and. I can't remember what exactly like the turning point was. I think it was a couple of different things with fear. Um, I think actually the, well, part of it the big we, thing was the Freemason prayer. Yeah, yeah that we, was the huge thing. After that. prayed with you through, yeah. through a, a prayer to cut free from Freemasonry mm -hmm. in, in your family background. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I was not afraid of the dark. Mm -hmm. I was like, I loved going on trail walks like in the moonlight and I was not wow. afraid. And Praise God. Not that I would want to be stuck in a trail at night, but hey, if I <laughs> was, do it. I wouldn't be so right. afraid. So that yeah, was something good. that yeah, that was a huge turnaround. Yeah, it was huge. Mm. Well, that's an interesting example of of also how Satan can use fear as a weapon against us. And that actually through the healing that Jesus can bring us, actually spiritually fear can be broken off of us, that there is a spirit in a sense attached to fear 
that can keep us in bondage and that 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 can come into our experience and we can become oppressed by those spiritual forces when we have trauma or in your case it was a really a generational um, bondage mm -hmm. of the freemasonry but when that gets broken and we get free dramatic things like that can happen Very where one dramatic. day you were afraid of the dark and Overnight. the next day you weren't yeah and that's what god does mm -hmm. which is amazing he's so good yeah yeah i think when i was thinking about it's hard for me to think of fears that have stemmed from shame mm -hmm. i think when, the, when i think of the fears that i have i'm like oh maybe not being able to have children or maybe not being able to I don't even know. I feel like I haven't had these fears as much lately, but in the past I had fears of not living out my whole destiny mm. or of falling short of what God wanted for me or of not being able to hear him as well as I should hear him, mm -hmm. not being able to, I, I just had these fears of falling short of really what he wanted for me. Yeah. And I think I haven't had those as much lately, or I can't really think of fears that I've had recently other than maybe not being able to have children or mm -hmm. stuff like that, that come up, yeah. but then ultimately getting to the place of, okay, well, God, this life is yours and you're able to do miracles, but also my life is not my own. If I can't have children, that would be a bummer for what I think I want, but I just know that God's plan is so large and mm -hmm. he's going to use me for whatever he wants yeah. to use me for. So it kind of alleviated the fear in some way. So being able to step into a place of surrender, even yeah, surrendering that's the our key. own I really plans. believe that's like what's helped me with my fear mm. is being able to be completely surrendered. Just maybe those are the specific fears that I have because I don't know how that would relate to the dark. And, mm. you know, I think different fears have different, different roots. But... Yeah, but mine, I think all of mine have been alleviated by having that complete surrender, mm -hmm. even by just being so scared, oh, I'm not going to reach my destiny just being completely surrendered and saying, that's not my identity mm -hmm. and I will try my best, but ultimately my life is yours, God, and I need your help mm -hmm. and I can't be perfect. That just alleviated those fears. So I think that could be kind of shame like, you know, but I think that a lot of mine have been just solved by identity, solved mm -hmm. by knowing who I am. Well, I think those questions are very relatable, yeah. you know, the, the struggle with, Oh, am I, Am I doing what you want for my life, Lord? Yeah. Am I am I hearing you correctly? That's so so very relatable, and I I do think that surrender is a, a huge key. I mean, I know it was for me to be able to finally let go of trying to fix those things myself, trying to figure it out. Yeah, I put so much pressure on myself to get it right, yeah. and so to finally come into a place where I said, I can't. I'm so exhausted. Mm. I can't fight this fight anymore. And to just let go and to trust that even in the letting go, God would catch me. Mm -hmm. And it took a long time for me to get there. But what I actually found, and this this is to quote um, a friend of ours in New Zealand, who um, when he was speaking one time, he, he said this phrase and it just absolutely hit my heart. And it made sense of so much. And he said, the quality of eternal life can only be found in the love of the father. And so yeah. fear robs us of the quality of eternal life, which mm -hmm. is love. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I began to experience the love of the father in my heart, not just trying to renew my own mind or fix it myself, do more, figure it out. As soon as I just let go and let him have my heart, 
I began to experience that quality of eternal life. Mm-hmm. Really does come down to surrender. And, you know, if we give our whole lives to God, we give everything we have and we acknowledge that really everything we have has come from him, even our own physical bodies, our spirit, everything, mm-hmm. then we don't really have anything left to lose, right? Yeah. Because it's all his anyway. And so we don't have to be afraid. But the temptation is, and it's it's understandable that we do cling to things of this world. We worry about our health. We worry about our money. We worry about what's going to you know happen the next day. We worry about all these different things when the reality is that those even aren't even really our burdens to carry and that he didn't create us. Right. And he didn't create us to walk and live in fear. He created us for freedom, the glorious freedom of the sons and daughters of God. And I've, I've seen you Shay step out and walk in that in such an incredible way from where you were to where you are now is extraordinary. What God has done. I'm so grateful for, for what, God has done in my life. And, and I just love that the love he's poured into me, I can actually experience as we minister to others, I can experience that love overflowing Yeah, and to be able to minister from that place. And um, for anyone who can kind of identify with, I mean, I think we can all identify with fear, mm-hmm. but you know, if, if any part of my story resonates with you, um, you know, be it childhood fears, uh, religious scrupulosity, you know, even thinking that you can't be saved because believe me, I used to think that and now I know that's a lie. Um, all of these things, um, if any of that resonates with you, I would encourage you. I, I wrote more of my story in a book called rest for the weary, which is available on Amazon. Um, so I just want to put that out there that it is available. And, um, it's just really my story of coming out of fear. Mm. Yeah, it's very powerful. And I'm not just saying that because I'm your husband, but, <laughs> but it is a very powerful story. I saw it. I saw her walk this process. And so this is Shay's heart and her experience put down on, on in the written word. And it's, it's an amazing testimony. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. an amazing testimony. Yeah. So I guess we should pray like we do <laughs> at the end of every, every time that we gather together. But let's pray. And as I, as I begin, first of all, I just want to make this statement and that, and I don't think we've said it yet, but the opposite of love isn't hate, it's fear. And that's because fear is really the source of so much of how we are unable to love each other well and, and love ourselves. Um, yes, it does root out of shame, but fear is... It's, I just see it's almost like this this dragon that comes and just tries to chew up everything and destroy whole villages and it's 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 a deadly poison. And so if you've been struggling with pe- with fear in your life, um, then I want to pray this prayer for you that you will be set free. So let's pray, Heavenly Father. I want to thank you that you are the only one who can set us free from fear. That Jesus, when you died on the cross, you took every fear, every fear thought, every everything that flows out of fear, you took it right with you on the cross and you took it down to the grave. You destroyed it. 
And in that victory cry, as you were raised from the dead, you triumphed over fear that in that moment, love won. That was the proof that love won. And that our destiny, our identity is not in fear or shame. And so I pray, uh, Father, for everyone who's listening here right now, that if there are places in their hearts where fear has taken root and it's been so hard to shake off and to get free, there are places in the heart where there's been such wounding and hurt that the body's natural reaction is to be afraid or be anxious or be worried. God, I pray that you will enter into those places in your sovereign grace and love and freedom and that they will experience you and the true quality of the eternal life that you came to bring us, that you won for us. So thank you, Jesus, for what you did. I thank you for loving us right now, Father. And I thank you for setting us free. Come, Holy Spirit. Do the work that only you can do so that we might truly live and live in abundance. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, that's it for this episode. We'll see you next time. God bless. To learn more about the ministry, go to loveinsideout.org. If you liked this episode, please consider donating at loveinsideout.org forward slash donate. Thank you so much for listening and have a blessed week.